This is a HeadGum Podcast. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to Girls on Porn. I'm Rachel. I'm Laura. And we love porn. This is our porn review podcast. We talk about what we love and we roast what we hate. Helping you find hot, ethical, just plain better porn for your spank bank. And we're looking at everything. Before we introduce the topic, we have a filthy little segment for you today. 69 Seconds of Sex News. We've pulled headlines from the news to keep you informed and horny. Here we go. Vice reported that the TV show Friends recently started airing on streamer services in China, and fans are offended by a heavily censored version. The altered sitcom changed suggestive lines and removed LGBTQ plots entirely. For example, the show never mentions that Ross's ex-wife Carol is a lesbian, and you'll never see Joey and Chandler kiss on New Year's Eve. When Joey suggests that Ross goes to a strip joint, the Chinese subtitle reads, Go out to play. Ross later says that women can have multiple orgasms, and that line is translated to, Women have endless gossip. Hard to imagine Friends as an even more heteronormative show, and ahem, women can have multiple orgasms and endless gossip, China. Celibacy TikTok is an emerging subsection of the app where spiritual celibacy advocates argue that casual sex doesn't exist because sex is an energy transfer. This online celibacy movement is seemingly a reflection of a so-called sex recession among Gen Zers and younger millennials who are generally having less partnered or casual sex than previous generations. Lisa Wade, associate professor at Tulane University and author of American Hookup, The New Culture of Sex on Campus, says she's noticed that many of her college students are seemingly ambivalent about hooking up. Our best data suggests that about one in three opt out of hookup culture completely, she explained. I respect your choices, but also youth is wasted on the young. Is doing all those hip thrusts and pelvic squeezes making you horny at the gym? You're not alone. According to a 2012 paper, about 8% of men and 10% of women have reported experiencing a corgasm, which is a very fun portmanteau that refers to having an orgasm while working out. Experts, such as Liz Miracle, a woman's health clinical specialist, surmise that the experience is caused by a few different things. One of the main reasons is that the pudendal nerve, which is responsible for sensation in the genitalia, also passes through a set of muscles, often at work in core exercises. Additionally, your blood is pumping when you're working out. Core exercise specialist Erica Zeal said, if you're going to get increased blood flow, it's going to reach the pelvic floor, and some women are more disposed to more blood flowing down to that area. Call it a beautiful symphony of combined factors. And now I have more motivation to go to the gym. A Colorado college student revealed that she suffers from a rare semen allergy, which causes her to experience excruciating pain whenever she engages in sexual activity. The student has human seminal plasma hypersensitivity in which contact with the proteins in sperm 
causes her to experience extreme reactions, including a burning sensation and redness. Oral sex is particularly dangerous because when seminal fluids have touched her face, she's experienced temporary paralysis. The New York Post quoted her as saying, it was on the right side of my face, it was droopy, and I just couldn't express emotion, at least with my mouth. It kind of felt like when you get a numbing shot at the dentist in your gums. Well, that's one way to take a shot to the face. I have to say that that whole thing about um, uh, work, like being horny at the gym is like, I mean, I'm always horny at the gym, you know? Yeah, I definitely had an ex who would like text me when he got massive boners after working out. <laughs> <laughs> that was like his thing. And I was like, good for you, babe. Good for you. Good um, for you. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Uh, now, pivoting a little bit um, from the gym to something else entirely, uh, today's topic is goth. Yeah. Goth. We're not at the gym today. No, we're not at the gym. It, far from it, actually. Um, I mean, that's a little. I'm, Listen, I'm, goth people you know, can go I'm to the making, gym, but if you I'm imagine a, a bunch assumptions. of people in like heavy goth attire at the gym, it's a funny image. You know, it, it feels like an episode is. of like what we do in the shadows, where they yeah. like try exercise <laughs> yeah. equipment or something. He does. He goes to the gym. Nandor oh, does. Yeah, I didn't even realize. Maybe oh, I saw yeah. that and then uh, regurgitated it from my yeah. subconscious. Um, I we wanted to do this topic for uh, a bunch of reasons, but also because it it shot up recently in, yes. in Pornhub Insights. Yes. It, was, it was the eighth most popular term for 2021. Stunning. And, yeah, and I mean, like, alternative lifestyles in general, like, you know, because it, they carry, like, a certain set of aesthetics and look, um, I think are, like, an, an easier search term. Yeah. Um, because, like... You know, like we've talked about this before, like when you want to see some someone that like looks like someone, you know, you're like, what are you going to search for? Like made well sweaters, you know, like (laughs) so like goth or like punk or something Mm -hmm. is like such a good like grabby search term. Um, And I have to say, I learned a lot about about the the subculture of goth. I did, too. We were saying before we started recording, but worth saying on air that. Yeah, I had like a gentle sense of intimidation about that, which like mm, many, mm-hmm. many topics. I'm like, ooh, this will be a little daunting to talk about. Yes. But I feel a certain obligation to like friends from high school who are definitely yeah. self-identifying goth. And I'm like, yeah, what was that about? Like, I've never actually yeah. like researched the history of it so much as just uh-huh. like taking the aesthetic at face value and just associated with specific people or like a, right. a time when we grew up. I also yes. think that's worth saying that that's probably part of why it saw a surge on Pornhub because all things porn are like a, are an expression of greater culture. And that yes. there is a, a like a the way that fashion cycles back. Mm-hmm. We're getting back into like 90s wide leg jeans and like a resurgence of. Yeah. Hot and that's topic. exactly the era of my life when mm. we all went to Hot Topic, too. Exactly. You know? it, was, Do you it was limited, way- too. And then it was Hot Topic. It was a yes. quick pivot, you know. Exactly. And maybe like if some of us had like maybe like a, a brief uh, layover in Abercrombie and Fitch or, um, you know, mm-hmm. but I went I I would shop at Hot Topic and I got to say I loved it. 
I loved that mm-hmm. store. It has it holds a special place in my heart. The way it smelled in there, it was like a mix of like nag champa incense and also yeah. like latex. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like yes. it yeah. was that did take me to a very specific like, time and place. Yeah, <laughs> like it was like rubber and like incense, and yeah. I loved it. I thought, ever you know what I mean? There was like a there was also something exciting about. Um, like the the sub there like the subculture of goth because it felt like it was a little bit more accepting. Like I remember there was like there would be like like bumper stickers about being like I'm gay, you know, like at Hot Topic that made it feel like a little bit more yes. like inclusive. It know? was subversive. It was yes. totally subversive. It wasn't the like we have models posted up at the door of Abercrombie yeah. and Fitch. It was like this is where you go if you're a little bit different. And, exactly. Like, and you could be like not that different, but be like ah, yeah. this is safe, you know, like just right. like have it feel different. And then there were also times when it felt like intimidating and you oh, yeah, know, you'd be like I don't have gauges in my ears mm-hmm. or like you know, like you feel like you weren't allowed to be there but I went right. to an art school so yeah you were allowed. I was usually with like a crew of straight <laughs> uh-huh. up weirdos that had yeah. like wild um fashion choices yeah so yeah why yeah not? I was wearing my you know Vance checkered slip-ons and like a studded belt <laughs> you know like I okay. definitely yeah I had that phase where I for sure was like live you know going to Hot Topic and getting like fingerless like lace gloves mm-hmm. um Worth yeah. saying, we're <laughs> just talking about the fashion. I mean, like, goth is largely to do yes. with the aesthetic. Let's go, let's go into it. Let's, well, let's just define it to okay, begin yes. with. This yes. is fully Wikipedia, and I think mm-hmm. a very helpful definition. That goth is a subculture that began in the United Kingdom during the early 1980s. It was developed by fans of gothic rock, an offshoot of the post-punk music genre. That's crazy to me because when I think of like when I was, you know, in like the 90s or like early 2000s, when I think of like goth, I guess it's like it was, you know, decades after it originated. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's it really doesn't even resemble except for like, you know, a a fondness for aesthetic and, you know, Mm -hmm. black and like, you know, um, fashion. Like when I think about the music that actually started like the gothic like subculture it is not at all what I had in my head you know like I was thinking I'm like thinking of which I guess you know eventually like turned into emo but I'm thinking of like screamo like metal like you know what I mean but like goth actually was like Susie and the Banshees and like you know like Joy Division and like you know Nick Cave yeah Yeah. like which is so not at all what I think of in my head when I think of like you know the people that I would see like shopping at Hot Topic but that's yeah, but it's it also because you forget that like the bands we just named were pretty revolutionary in their time. You Absolutely. know, like they were incredibly subversive and mm-hmm. then became like pop culture. Like we joke about how we'll be grandparents singing along to like my neck, my back, you know, because <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. was the sexy subversive thing <laughs> yeah. when we were coming up. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I so there was this great video that Maddie shared that's just a history of goth, goth culture. Mm. that fully did like a whole costume and makeup change on this model or this performer mm-hmm. over the course of like four minutes. And it went through punk and Batcave and death rock and romantic and Lolita and steampunk and pinup and pastel. Yeah. And I, I was actually like each aesthetic. I was like, Oh, I've seen this before. I did not think about it as an offshoot of goth or like a subset. Right. But it seems so obvious when you actually pay attention, you know? Mm -hmm. And also that it's, like, it's post-punk, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, punk was first and then goth. Yeah, which makes total sense when you actually think about it. That it would, that that, that punk would evolve into something else and that 
the natural progression led to goth yeah. culture. And, yeah. And goth mm. is also like, you know, was heavily in, influenced by like witchiness and like the occult, you know? Yes. Which... Like anything like mysterious, like the, I have a quote here again from Wikipedia that like the imagery and the cultural proclivities have influences from 19th century gothic fiction and mm-hmm. horror films. And also the this particular person, Sintra Wilson, mm. uh uh, believes that the origins of contemporary goth style are found in the Victorian cult of mourning. So, like, aesthetic choices and a subculture that actually harkens a whole century back, you mm-hmm. know? So pretty fascinating. Yeah. And there is kind of... And I and I get why it's attractive, because there is, like, sort of this perceived kinkiness mm-hmm. to, to goth. And I think it's because, I mean, there's this great uh, that Wikipedia quotes, actually, and then and Maddie sent it to as well. It's like, so full of myself as a chick, uh, goth woman, sexual independence and, and, and gender egalitarianism by Amy C. Wilkins. And it's basically like, you know, because it's like goth exists in like a subcultural scene. They're like safe from like the outsider view. They were able to kind of celebrate like sexuality and resist resist mainstream notions of passive femininity mm-hmm. um and there was kind of like this like the the, the uh, like equality the gender equality um existed because they were you know a subculture you know like they weren't they they could resist um the notions of like um or like uh, the the shackles that like the culture would put on us of like of like the essentially gender like binaries, it's a you know? it's a rebellious aesthetic choice yes. and therefore is like resisting the conformity of yes. being a buttoned up well behaved feminine woman presenting exactly. a certain way and behaving a certain way yes that yes. makes sense yeah 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 I did Maddie did also share an academic article that I didn't read in full but kind of looked for the gist to see if there might be. Mm-hmm. Things worth pursuing, and it basically was posing that that goth culture isn't actually that. Like, basically, was like sexy women in black attire isn't that much isn't free of the shackles of yeah. like, post feminist obligation. Blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, okay, but this is like an academic look at like, are you really solving the problem of the patriarchy? And I'm like, okay, yeah. it's all right, it's okay, yeah, it's just right. a fashion choice for the for these purposes. You know, yeah. uh, we're all living under. A capitalist patriarchy so right we're gonna make the choices we can but I didn't but there was to. also like a sexual empowerment mm-hmm. you know like yeah. that was and because it's just, again like they were subversive like that people were men could dress in androgynous ways you know mm-hmm. there was like some gender bending that was allowed yes. you know they they were allowed to kind of play with multiple partners yeah um, and I almost want to like push against the word like allowed because the idea yeah, is, I guess the yeah. whole idea is not like we have a new set of rules, but we yeah, have a new yeah. aesthetic that it creates space to push back against and to rebel against. Yes, yes, exactly. The, you know, conforming to other standards or other appearance right. factors, that kind of thing. Right, right, right. I also think that, like, there's a kind of bad girl connotation to it as well that that people find i think if you have to dress up and if you're rebelling in any way in the way that in your in your lifestyle in your in the way you dress in the way you you put yourself out in the world you have to have a certain level of confidence Mm -hmm. you know and that in itself is incredibly attractive so i get why people can 
fetishize like a goth girl or or anyone who dresses in a, in a punk way because you got to have a you got to feel pretty confident in order to do that and that's hot absolutely also like because of the materials that are involved and sometimes of like the the clothing you know like they're they're going to use like fishnets yes we're, we're seeing fishnets. Latex, we're seeing you latex, mentioned. Leather. leather. Yeah. These are sexually charged textiles, exactly. folks. Exactly. I guess leather isn't a textile. Anyway, <laughs> you get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah. One more time, and I don't want to bog us down in this, mm-hmm. but again, I just had no idea about the various subcultures, and Wikipedia goes into some detail. I won't define each of these, but there's also hot goth. Mm. Um, there's a whole section that talks about a soiree that Carl Lagerfeld threw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mentioned Gothic Lolita, or just Lolita. Aristocrat was another one that oh. wasn't included in that video, but that has a very specific, oh, yeah, of course, that aesthetic that just looks mm-hmm. like a very decadent Victorian funeral style. Yes, you know, like yes. very traditional, but like archaic looking like blacks. And then yeah. cyber goth. Um, and then Victorian goth is like another yeah. category. So, right. yeah. So much, such a, such a fun playground, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And I imagine there's also people listening being like, it's not fun. It's meaningful. You know, like, (laughs) I don't want to like minimize this (laughs) because I do think it actually was a pretty powerful statement to choose like this subculture Mm -hmm. and this kind of aesthetic. Right. Even when we were growing up um, and to see it circle back now with like Gen Z is kind of fascinating. Uh, there is also this, th- this is interesting, but this is from someone's like response on Quora, but uh, black was oh, also yeah. kind of in response to, it was used in like the wet goths and punks is like a, a punks is like a way of like retaliating against like the bright colors of like the disco, like hippie era, mm-hmm. which I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh-huh. It was it was a color that punks wore and then goth developed from punk. So, you know, it's it, this person says, like, uh, if you look up earlier goth outfits from the 80s, they'll they'll seem like punks, but with more PVC and makeup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Makes pretty rad. To me. Um, are you attracted to have you ever like had like a goth phase or felt like, you know, like been like, maybe I'll try it out. I can't claim a goth phase. Yeah, uh, I was just. A goody two shoes too much, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I went to an arts high school, which created a pretty cool environment where like you could be a theater nerd who didn't really make any fashion choices that were bold and just be right. really good friends with someone who had studs in her cheeks and wore fishnets every day. And mm-hmm. and that was just sort of right. normal and great. But, yeah, I certainly can't yeah. claim uh any gothic culture like if anything right. i just took a couple music recs from those friends but right. um was it like wasn't in it uh mm-hmm. and, and didn't express myself that way yeah how about you um i never did but i always found them like i one of the coolest girl in my eighth grade was girl her name was asia and she had like long like red hair and she was goth and i thought and she had like a bunch of like guy friends who just like you know treated her like the queen and i thought she was the coolest fucking girl and i tried (laughs) so hard to like get her like approval and her friendship and i eventually like made her like i of course like used comedy and like that's how i got like her to like me um Uh uh-huh but I had no, I couldn't, I was like, there was no way I could ever, like, dress like her. Like, I just thought she was, like, the coolest 
girl I'd ever seen. Um, but I, it's... What's she up to I now? Know. I don't know. I wonder what she's <laughs> up to now. I was just going to say, I mean, maybe we don't have to get into it, but I was like, it's a, it's, there was, it's, it's upsetting that there was, uh, because of everything that happened in like the nineties and like with like, there became this like p- kids being violent, you know, bullying. Like, you mean? Yeah. Well, no, like after like school, I mean, this is a huge trigger warning, but like school shootings, like goth uh, kind of became a scapegoat, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 That people yeah. were like the goth kids. Are yeah. The were the ones. ones and that's exactly. like literally not the case. It's yeah. not at all. And it's like, it's if anything, like, you know, when you read about like the history of goth and like what they believed in, it was like, it's there's, they were extremely like Very nonviolent. Much not that. Yeah. 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 I so, forgot about that. That's a good point. I, yeah, I was in, I think eighth grade when Columbine happened and it right. was 20 minutes from my school. And I remember right. all of us talking about how grateful we were that we were in an art school where like yeah. kids were just very much not ostracized and you didn't mm-hmm. see bullying and you didn't see violence among the student body, like certainly right. not significant violence aside from like a little here and there, like thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was but a yeah, very, absolutely. Was, I remember that being like, the goth kids wear trench coats and are like, those yeah. are fashion choices. They're not yeah, it became AR-15s in there, you know? Right. It became, there, there, a shift happened and all of a sudden it became like goth kids were um, threatening, you know, yeah. and you were, they were now treated in, in media as like, you know, you should be scared of this kid at your school because. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot know. about that. It's a good point. Yeah. Like I just was in a different kind of environment and was right. not in like a more traditional school where. Right. Like the ostracization that right. feeds into that kind of violence was like exacerbated by the response to right the shootings and stuff. And yeah, there's like awful. these like goth journalists being like, you know, those kids from Columbine were not goth kids. Like they, yes. <laughs> they were not. Like they yeah. wore trench coats, but like that's it. You know, like and that was the first day they wore them. You yeah, know? <laughs> it wasn't like that was what you I know. Think, but it but. was yeah. Yeah, I just remember that, and like I, I remember even like people being like, you know, I, that that girl I thought was like the fucking coolest girl ever. Like everyone's like, she's like so fucking weird, you know. It's like scary, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, that girl's a fucking badass. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Well, the people who said that about her are probably unhappy in their yeah whatever jobs now. And <laughs> yeah, I hope that Asia is out there thriving somewhere. You need to find out what's going on with her and, know, and do like a circle back on another episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i haven't thought about her in a while actually that was, that was nice that was a good memory <laughs> fun. this has been a fun nostalgic episode so far yeah. i love a trip down memory lane <laughs> it's funny we're talking about something that's like trendy now and i'm like yeah. when i was a child yeah, for sure for sure <laughs> making me feel old but yeah well because it was like you know i mean it's funny because that was even like circling back to like the 80s you know like everything's cyclical yeah that's the whole point folks yeah yeah. Should we do the showdown? Yeah, let's do it. Ditsy Stepsis, who just crashed your 2008 Honda Accord, <laughs> accidentally rides your dick to completion. <laughs> Speaking of nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. I 2008 Honda Accord. Such an important the specificity, detail. you know, is yes. very important. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> is the ditzy stepsis goth also i'm I assuming hope. that's implied yeah. and if yeah. it's a 2008 honda accord that we're upset about i'm yeah. guessing this porn was released a year right. or two later which is a yeah. little 
after that's after we're the era that we've been talking about but not by a lot you know yeah if there's I also was... like a fun <laughs> cross-section now of like goth bimbos in the yeah. world that i'm uh-huh. obsessed with i love that that's a good that's that's worth mentioning i didn't yeah. think about that like yeah. cultural intersection yeah okay. what um, do you got okay. for me um uh <laughs> get in me loser big titty goth schoolgirl and fishnets I also get love, in, like, loser. Yeah. To me, I'm talking about right now for sex. Yeah. That's actually yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, I also I love like a goth girl that. being like a dominating. You know, because there's of course because of the way that they dress, they're like everyone's like she's a dominatrix, but like you know, there yeah, there is something many to be said. shy goth people. You know, like, yeah, it's actually yeah. more what I think of in terms of majority. But right, right, it's not an actual personality trait. Yeah, <laughs> different kinds of goths, folks. There uh, is a spectrum. okay goth girl sucks soul through my dick (laughs) i like that one because i just feel like something about that leans into the like yes the The occult (laughs) yes the the occult and the like the like the horror elements that are that Mm -hmm. find their way into the aesthetic it's an edgar Allan poe short story (laughs) (laughs) about a goth girl who sucks your soul out through your dick yeah. And you know what? I'm reading it. <laughs> Sign me up. Absolutely. Uh, uh, changing to leather costume to show who is going to dominate you in this house. Non-nude teasing video. Oh, yeah. okay. Non-nude. She's so changing really to are... a leather costume. Yeah. And she keeps it on. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, one of the things that we'll talk about with one of the videos that we're reviewing later, I was like, we're missing some of the goth culture because we start naked. Yes. Like, yes. I'm, I want the fashion. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Such a good point. <laughs> uh, last one for me. Okay. I don't know what this has to do with goth, but it's just good, clean fun. Don't jerk off on me, heart. <laughs> heart. <laughs> Please. Please don't. It doesn't sound like a porn I want to watch based on the title, but yeah. like sweet little like, hey, but don't. Hurry yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Last one for me. Depressed big titty goth schoolgirl strips for you. <laughs> <laughs> depressed. But she's depressed though. She's so depressed. That's yeah. important that you know that because yeah. we want you to feel bad like, yeah. while you're watching this. Yeah. Part. She, she's not happy detail. about it, but she's going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is the need for that? But I'm like, yeah. are they just trying to be like, she's depressed. So she's they're gonna leaning put out. In. Like, is yeah, there some weird in. yeah, like, thing we're supposed to? That's ridiculous. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we take a break? Yeah. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. 
Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So the first video (laughs) we'll be discussing is entitled Inked Goth Girl Takes a Huge Cock to the Ass Outdoors. And it's Uh, wicked. Yeah. Did you happen to find, we're just letting people see the uh, strings behind the puppets, <laughs> us puppets, but this was, this was on the aggregates, but it's mm-hmm. wicked, uh, it's which wicked, is actually yeah. like a, from what we know, a pretty, I think a pretty decent producer. Yeah. It's a, it's a mainstream yeah. uh, company, but it's definitely like, you know, it comes um, recommended by performers. I don't think anyone's have anything, has anything like terrible to say about them. Mm-hmm. Um but no, I couldn't find the actual title of it. Um, yeah, I was I looking for the it's... original, and I went to Wicked.com, but it's not up there. So it might mm. just be that they rotated it out of their content and somebody repurposed it and right. posted it, which we don't endorse, but yeah. we're going to talk about it because <laughs> we need to. Yeah, it's <laughs> with featuring Ramon Nomar and Lydia Black. And I picked this video because the opening is absolutely bananas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got high production value. We have drone shots over a train track and a woman running. And it does something about it. Doesn't it look like a video game? Doesn't it really look like like the opening video sequence before you start playing of a video game? Like watch like this is the preamble to the show. Uh Like this is our prologue before you start your first person shooter game or whatever. Okay, I was feeling that it was like a, a like a music video from like 2005. Oh, that too. It does kind of feel like a, an Aerosmith music yes, video. There's like 100%. a particular one. I'm like the one with the motorcycle. It feels yes. like that. Yeah, because it's like aerial shots. She's running on train tracks in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and then it's she like stops and looks around, and then it's like exacerbated, and and then <laughs> exacerbated. Exasperated. Yes. <laughs> She's exasperated. And then she looks around and then like throws her hands up and then continues running. <laughs> which really which really killed me. And it's also like a loud mute like loud song like playing in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's like intercut with her like showing off her ass in these tiny, tiny jean shorts and fishnets. Um, yeah, fishnets specifically with the ass cut out. Yes. Worth note. And like not even cut Crotchless. out, but like seamed yeah. out, like sewn yeah. 
in uh-huh. such a way that her ass cheeks are cupped by the fishnets themselves. Yeah. It's almost like a very chaps. short shorts on. <laughs> yeah, she's got chap fishnets and uh-huh. boots, gauge jean shorts. Uh-huh. Yeah, nose piercing, lots, lots of tattoos of too. Yeah, yeah. Um, dark hair, uh, and then all of a sudden, she, you know, she pulls off her tiny shorts, and then all of a sudden, Ramon shows up, and he, for some reason, has got this heavy chain around his neck. Very heavy, intimidating chain. Like, thick <laughs> yes. as my forearm yeah. size chain around yeah. his neck. And we're, and we're just, like, in a dump. We're in a, we're in trash. Yeah, I was like, where did they shoot this? Because I don't feel yeah. like they necessarily, like, cleaned enough of it out. Like, I no. like that it was, like, felt... Had a certain aesthetic and felt a certain kind of way. Yeah. But I was like, there was a beat where she's kind of like pushed against, like he grabs her by the throat and kind of like pushes her against this pole. And I was like, does she have anywhere to stand? Because it looked like she had like, was like stepping over like a cardboard box. Yes. There's also a beat where we like go wide and we see one of those like. (laughs) <laughs> you know the little strollers you attach Chill, to a bike yes. and put your kid a buggy, in? A buggy. There's a little a buggy little, in this shot. Yes. That's clearly just buggy. someone's trash, but yeah. that they were like, this is fine, you yeah. know. He uses this chain to, like, uh, wrap it around her neck uh, in the pole and, like, use it against and, like, fucks her in the throat. Um, and, I, I mean, the thing about Ramon Omar is that my God, I love him as a performer. I really do because mm-hmm. he talks. He yeah. talks a lot, and his voice yeah. is hot, and he's like saying shit. Yeah, uh, and he's also like a very like rough dom guy. You know, mm-hmm. he's a rough like daddy dom. So he's like fucking her in the mouth, and he's like, you know, <laughs> do you love that? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, leading oh, the oh, witness, yeah, Your yeah, Honor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, like nodding her head, uh, and then. A train goes by in the background. <laughs> yes, like, and he like there's a lot of him like picking her up too. Like he's you know, a strong he's, man. He's three times her size, probably. Yeah. And he's like fucking her like with her, like fucking her sort of from behind, but picking her up. I don't know how to describe uh-huh. it, but you know, he's like, holding her in the air, yes. From and, behind. Like, yeah. Yes. So she's like spread eagle and like Suspended. waving at the train. Yeah. And, <laughs> Like bouncing in the air because he's like tossing her like a rag doll. I'm mean, like, yes. hi everyone, hi. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he also does this thing that I really love in every single one, every to every performer. He makes them ask permission to come, mm-hmm. which yeah. I think is really hot. Like, and he's always like, he'll be like, no, <laughs> no, you have to hold it. You know, yeah. like you have to ask, beg for it, beg. Yeah, um, which is like always like. Ugh. It's I love it. I think it's like really sexy. Um, and then I, she she comes like multiple times throughout this. I didn't think she was coming. Oh, OK. I mean, I think it felt too easy. I think it was just yeah. porn coming. I mean, yeah. she's like being fucked on top of a cardboard box. Yeah. Like not even standing on her own two feet. So I right. just thought it was performative and it was like her. Yeah. Just making the choice. And it was very like entertaining and like yeah. made for good porn. But I was like, I don't think she's coming that quick this mm-hmm. many times, you know? He I don't also, think we got there, but he, we get we get some a lot of anal, and mm-hmm. there was like a really actually really hot shot that was like from below while he was holding her again in the air and yeah. fucking her in the ass, and she's like rubbing her own clit, and that's why I was like, okay, this is hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. There was some really impressive like athleticism, and we mm-hmm. didn't see lube, which 
you know, we're we're on the train tracks, guys. I we're know. like, where are we gonna find lube in this story? But uh-huh. they're impressive. Absolutely had to have been lube. You know? Yes, because he just jams his giant dick into her, like just right. super fast and with a in like, her butt in her ass. That's what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. specifically, it's just like boop, mm-hmm. like he's. You know, it's not like it's meant to go in, in like that without some lube. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's just exactly. Not. Yeah, um, and uh, he like makes he like pulls her hair, and he's like, I just love how vocal he is as a performer. Mm-hmm. He just like is a very good dirty talker, and it's not even like that dirty talk. It's just very instructive. Like he's like, open that ass, like beg for it, like why, why, like give it to me, like I want to feel your cum, like, uh, and he's got an accent too, which like makes it even sexier. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just uh, I thought it was a hot vid. I thought it was a hot vid for sure. I'm with you. Definitely yeah. a hot vid. Definitely skillful, skillful performers. Uh-huh. Like anal standing up just that abruptly uh. is very impressive. Yeah, and it was like really, it was intense. You know, mm-hmm. they were both like really in it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, he's also he's a really good rough dom. You know, mm-hmm. I was never scared for her, even though like. You know, he was manhandling her in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't feel degrading. Yeah, it, just it felt... walked that line pretty well yeah. for the most part, I thought, too. Yeah. yeah. Thought it was hot. It was, and like, you know, because of like the dumpster trash setting, I was like, this doesn't necessarily feel goth, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, what's funny is I don't, I actually don't feel like either of the videos we've grabbed are heavily goth because yeah. like fishnets and jeans could kind of be anything goth yeah. adjacent could be anyone being like this is just a sexy look you know mm-hmm. someone kind of co-opting a hint of the yeah goth aesthetic but still a hot video and like a fun mm-hmm. you know that they put a concept on it that was kind right. of creative is is fun yeah you know and they had a budget you know even or though at least somebody had a fancy they drone, their, they know? used the budget on the drone, they spent not the ninety percent of the budget yeah. on a drone, and then <laughs> not the location. And I'll then tell you did that. not invest in location, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> Shall we discuss fucking young whores on vacation three way? Yeah. So this is from Burning Angel, um, which is Joanna Angel's uh, site, who um, is like a very well-known kind of like punk goth performer in the Mm -hmm. mainstream world. She's married to small hands. um, And when we talked about doing this, uh, this search term, I was like, okay, well, we got to do goth Charlotte because Mm -hmm. she's. Like, that's her whole niche is, like, being a hot goth girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's actually one of my favorite performers. She's married to Lucy Hart, and they have a Evolved Fights, um, which is, like, the wrestling thing. And oh, I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. And it's one of the hottest ones I have ever seen. Um, and you said goth Charlotte, but a.k.a. Charlotte... Oh. Sartre. Sartre. Yes. Yes. Goth, Goth Charlotte is like her Instagram <laughs> handle and her. Right. Uh, yeah. I do the like same thing where I forget yeah. people's whole last names because I'm just used to seeing them on the yeah. internet. It's her only fans handle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's on her website. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, and she's. Yeah. She's an amazing performer. She's um, also like always on kink.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Yeah, I was like, we got to talk about her if we're going to do this search term. Yeah, uh, so that's to say that, like, we feel like we're in capable goth hands. And right. we just start on some, like, loungers <laughs> and jump into, like, there's a montage initially of, like, the women making out and mm-hmm. oh, sorry. around. Alessa Savage is the third performer. 
um, in this video. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, and all three of them, very dark hair, very pale, lots of tattoos, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, they do feel like they go together as a set, you know? Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like so absolutely. much ink on all three of them that, it, like, mm-hmm. they're they're matching. But yeah, mm-hmm. we don't like it. We start scantily clad, so we don't mm-hmm. get um. Yeah, they're fully nude. Yeah, so we don't get the we don't get the vibe. I wasn't the... sure if there was even like a bathing suit while they're like making out in that outdoor shower. I can't oh, there remember might have genuinely. Been. Yeah, briefly, it was part uh-huh. of a montage, and then yeah. they're like already fooling around in the shower. Yeah, we get naked, the, so. the classic mainstream porn montage before the sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, which I never really need, but I, it serves a purpose, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's so draw the, for the, yeah, certain audience uh, for sure. Uh, Alyssa and Charlotte are making out in the shower, and then all of a sudden we're on like some lounge chairs and small hands is there, and they're both sucking on his dick outside. And uh, sucking on his dick somehow was funny wording to me. <laughs> they're both sucking on his dick, you know. They're just both sucking on his dick. It just made it sound like yeah. it was a popsicle they were passing around, but it kind, that of, is was. kind of was, yeah. <laughs> essentially um and it's very complimentary they're all like oh you're so hot you're so beautiful the way you suck his dick is so sexy you know such a good girl yeah slut like Mm -hmm. yes very encouraging while also being subversive and kind of sorted you know Uh smart Uh choice there yeah um and they all three of them I mean, there, no one was getting benched in this, I have to say. It we was. Are, we, this is fucking teamwork yes, right here. Yes. yes. So much so that, like, I couldn't even. It was like, it was all kind of seamlessly happening. Like, you know, like it was like, you know, Alessa was uh, um, getting fucked while she's eating Charlotte out. And then they, you know, they get up, they move inside. And then Charlotte sucks his dick while Alessa sits on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Charlotte gets fucked in the ass. And, like, Alessa's, like, spits. This was the hottest thing to me. <laughs> Alessa spits on his dick while he's fucking Charlotte in the ass, like to like provide lube. And it was yeah. like a really hot moment. Um I was like it's fucking teamwork, baby. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is these are professionals. Um yeah. Alessa's also British. So like her being like, she's such a good girl. You know, yeah. like, I loved that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, um I also just love Small Hands as a performer. I think that he yeah. does a really good job of being. I mean, you know, all of them. Like, part yeah. of what struck me about this is like how intense and consistent, and how like ah, like the whole mm-hmm. thing was like Small Hands fucks with incredible dexterity yes. and like incredible like consistency and rhythm. And mm-hmm. then similarly, like there were moments when like somebody's sitting on his face and I can't remember which performer it was. Yeah. And she's like jiggling her ass, but also kind of like grinding her cunt into his oh, mouth. Oh, yes. And I was like, ah! like the whole yes. thing was just very powerful and engaged and mm-hmm. like sort of furious fucking, which as some listeners may have picked up on, I like to watch in my point, right. you know, right. like I like when it's rough and ready and like intense, you yeah. know? And I like to watch anal, and we also had that in this. So mm-hmm. <laughs> best of both worlds. <laughs> um, so really taking all our boxes. <laughs> yeah. I also think that there's like something about the way like small hands engages. Like he you can see it in his face, which yes. makes him a good performer. Yeah. What's you funny what too mean? is he kind of makes crazy faces, but they're yeah. real faces. You know, like he's yeah. not posing in a like this is my hot guy fucking you face. Yeah. He's like getting like intense as he's getting more turned on. And yeah. he's like even just dealing with the athleticism of how hard he's right. fucking, you know, yes. like it yes. feels real because it's 
it doesn't feel like a controlled face. It feels mm-hmm. like a responsive face, you know? Yeah, I want to see, that's what, another reason why I love, like, you know, Mickey Maud or, like, Ramon, because, like, they're out there, you, you can tell that they're in it because they're not afraid to, like, m- make sounds and speak mm-hmm. and, like, make faces and, and, yeah. t- and, like, moan, you know? Yeah. Like, I hate, like, just, like, a silent, like, grunting dude disembodied deck <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like i'm not you want the that. men to be allowed to participate as well yeah i want that mm-hmm. i want to hear how good it feels for them you know mm-hmm. yeah um well this I video delivers kind of... on that i would say yeah and both of the male performers in these two videos are very like animalistic in the mm-hmm. way that they perform in their like yeah. grunts and their groans and their facial expressions and also like the the furious way that they fuck yeah um, yeah which was really hot to me yeah um also, another really hot moment. He's like fucking Alessa, and Charlotte's like sucking on his balls. So mm-hmm. uh, I was like, oh, again, teamwork, you know? Yeah. They're We're all just getting there for each there. other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No opportunity missed, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, they did this like leapfrog thing where it was like both, they were both like <laughs> on top of each other, you know? It was like butt on top of butt, like hole on top of hole. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, which I loved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a hot video. Yeah. That was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, both of these are in my spank bank. Like, both uh, are in both there. Both of them absolutely turned me on, and I had to be like, okay, uh, I got to stop taking notes now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Fucking Young Whores on Vacation. This one in particular is, like, pretty high on my list. Like, just yeah. a really solid play in terms of yeah. what I like to watch my porn. So thank you totally. for that, Rachel. You're so welcome. And now I hope that everyone is aware of Burning Angel if you weren't beforehand. Um, yeah. It is yeah. genuinely, like, we're talking about a video where you don't get the full aesthetic of what goth has to offer. But I think right. on Burning Angel, you'll find plenty of what you're looking for if yeah. that's your thing. It's it's the best mainstream ethical option for, like, goth punk yeah. um, performers, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Girls on Porn. You can find us on our website at girlsonporn.com, on our Instagram at Girls on Pern, also on TikTok on Girls on Pern, uh, on our Twitter at GOP the Podcast, and our, on our Patreon, patreon.com slash girls on porn. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. And if you want to leave us a sexy little five-star review on Apple Podcasts, feel free to drop your Instagram handle in the comments and we'll tag it and thank you. Also, Spotify has ratings now, so do it there too. love there too. <laughs> Even though you can't drop your handle, we still appreciate it. <laughs> this has been Girls on Porn, the only GOP that's actually good. That was a HeadGum Podcast.